Hey guys, Matt from Back Yourself Fitness here and welcome to another episode of the Back Yourself Podcast. Exciting times for us at Back Yourself Fitness. As of recording this, we are partway through setting up our new home, the big Back Yourself Fitness gym that I spoke about um, in the intro to the previous episode. Uh, it's something we've been working towards for the past, well, at least three years, but ever since I've opened my doors, that has always been the plan to make this nice big space where we can have other health professionals work and we can train our clients from there and all that kind of stuff. So it is exciting for us at Back Yourself Fitness. Um, if you haven't heard the last episode, the last few episodes, I was delving back into the the old uh, hazy memories of Machinery Hill, the, the rock band I used to play in. Uh, I played in it for 10 years. We had a real fair crack at it, recorded an album, did a film clip, did our single launches, album launches, had some pretty high-profile high gigs, um, and it was just breaking down the life and times of being a muso and just trying to have a crack and trying to, um, I guess, be a rock star and how it plays out versus how you think it's going to play out. Um, the ups and downs and all the funny road stories as well. So there's a three-part series, jump back, have a listen. I look at it not necessarily with rose-colored glasses, but a very subjective view of you know things I'd change or things I miss and things like that. So jump back, have a listen to the Machinery Hill story. Um, if you haven't already, please subscribe. Please like, download, stream, tell your friends about the Back Yourself podcast. Um, when I started this podcast... I wanted to really look at mentality and today's episode and even the next episode that will be released are very mentality based from an athlete's point of view and not only are they athletes but they are young athletes, one juggling year 12 which is today's episode and then one just out of school which will be the next episode. So having that young, young frame, young mindset, young mentality, how do they approach each situation how do they deal with being a young person and trying to have a crack at being a top footy player that's what we're going to find out over the next two episodes today's episode i talked to a girl who is juggling year 12 and pursuing being eligible for the draft for the aflw so today's episode i talked to lucia she is a good chat young footy player um plays for wilson grain she's represented Queensland. She's in the Brisbane Lions Academy. I will let her tell you what she does. Enjoy today's episode. Uh, if you are a parent of a young athlete or you are a young athlete yourself, this is definitely a look inside the mind of someone who's having a crack and dealing with being a, I guess, a younger athlete. All right, here we go. Back to your podcast. Enjoy. All right, and we are live. Welcome to my little recording dungeon here. Thanks for coming in. Thank you very much. Um, all right, so for everyone who's listening, I want you to rattle off your name, your age, your club, and the position you play. Okay, um, Lucia Liesi. I play at Grange currently now. I have played at Aspley for four years. Um, I'm just turned 17 this year, and I have played a lot of centre and moving through the forward line. Um, but different coaches have put me in different positions. Yeah, cool. When we say 17, firstly, just turned 17, number one. Yeah. And you are the youngest person I've had on. So that was one of the reasons why I wanted to get you and both Kai on as well, because you guys are at this age where it's going to be interesting to hear your perspective on career projection projections, where you're at at the moment, um, and kind of how you handle day-to-day, really, week-to-week, season-to-season. Yeah. Um, so... Very cool. All right. Like I said before, you flick the mics on. 10 quick questions. It'll just get us in the groove. Okay. Yeah. These could be short questions, as in, oh, sorry, short answers. These could take a handful of minutes. Who cares? All right. Question number one Three favorite sports stars of all time. I love Ash Barty. Yep. She's a tennis player. Not that I've ever played tennis. Yep. Um, Dusty Martin has yep. got to be one of my favorite footballers. <laughs> um, and I really liked Kimmy Rav going up as a netballer. Okay, cool. And Michael Jordan is, he's pretty cool. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, what's your personal greatest sports achievement so far? Um, 
Probably when I was in under 15s, I made the Queensland side for the first time because I grew up and my brothers were really good at sport and they made Queensland from like 12 in Australia and are representing in all these different oh, wow. sports. But yeah, cool. I never made any, anything. <laughs> I, did, I couldn't even get into Met North. And then all of a sudden, um, something happened. Yeah, I made Queensland for the first time. Mm. First year of playing footy, I think. So, so how long good. ago was that now? Um, it would have been two years ago now. Yeah, Three cool. years ago, maybe. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. And you said that's one year after your football career yeah. started? Yeah. That's so pretty crazy. It was the start of my second year. Yeah, cool. On your family stuff, are you older brothers, younger brothers? Yeah, I've got two older brothers. Um, So one's just turning 19 on Thursday and yep. then the other one's 25. And my 19-year-old, he played AFL. He actually got me into footy. Yeah, cool. Um, and But he's played multiple sports. He's played basketball, mm-hmm. rugby league, rugby union, and yep. he's made futsal Queensland for all of them pretty much. One and of those gifted people. Yeah, pretty much basketball, anything. And then my other brother... Played for Australia for futsal. He's pretty good at soccer. Yeah, cool. Played that all growing up. But yeah, yeah. wow. Um, this is a silly question. What's the highest level that you can like for futsal? What's the highest level you can actually get to? Like, is it like world champs or? Yeah, it's well. So he went to England representing Australia. Yeah, cool. Um, so I, world championships, I suppose, international. Sure. Yeah. yeah, like that. For me, like when you said futsal, I was like. Ah, oh, club futsal? Like, that's my, that's where my yeah, brain goes? Yeah, it's a weird sport. Like, yeah. I I played it because the boys obviously played it. But, mm. um, I don't know, you never really hear about it. But Yeah, that's cool. Um, so, athletes in the in the family, hey? Yeah, mum, dad, not so much. But yeah. mum was um, actually at the Institute of Sport for netball growing up. For yeah, okay. All of her life, pretty much. So, she played for Australia netball as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, is she still involved with that at all or is that past life now for her? Um, she did. She still plays netball but mainly just socially. Yeah. Obviously growing up I was a netballer to start because mm-hmm. following her and yep. then I was dad was saying because I grew up kicking the footy with the boys. He was like, why don't you just give footy a go? And so I played netball and footy in one year mm. and I really liked AFL. So then I made the switch and just play um, it for club. I mean, for school or socially now. So Yeah. Well, it give you that. I guess a similar skill set, being able to yeah. stop and go kind of thing and short sharp and then you've got to put your foot down and change direction and yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's definitely worked hand in hand for me. Yeah, sick. Uh, okay, AFL, what is your pre-match ritual if you have one? <laughs> um, so on the day of footy, I always make sure that for breakfast I'll either have eggs on toast or I have a smoothie bowl yep. and nothing else because they're the things that have worked for me. Yep. Um, I have a certain pair of undies that I have to wear every yep. game. <laughs> My hair has to have two braids into a ponytail. Yep. Uh, I've got weird superstitions. Um, I have to roll out my calves before every game mm-hmm. and I tape my wrists. Yep. For Now, taping your wrists, is that precaution or is that just something that you've started doing and you do it every time? Oh, now? it's just something I do. It's so weird. And if I have a game before, like... Before three PM, mm-hmm. I'll make sure I wear zinc. Yeah, okay. Don't know why, but yeah. so well that ties into my next question: superstitions. Yeah. So jocks, hair, zinc. Uh, what was the other thing that we said? Uh, taping wrists. Taping wrists. Yeah. yeah. So are they your superstitions? I like have to be done. Yeah, pretty much. There's some some games where I actually like the zinc isn't so much. Sometimes I just totally forget about it. Mm. But I got into this habit. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know who showed me it or who I saw it off, but I saw people taping their wrists and then I was like, I'm going to try that. And yep. then I had a really good game. So I was like, I'm just going to have to do it from now on now. That's exactly what happens. Like when I was playing sport, it was the same thing. You do something, it's like, right, i got to do that every game. Yeah. And you try and remember all the steps that you took yeah, before literally. that game. It's like in a banana, like half an hour before the game starts. Yeah. Just gotta, I don't know why, but. Do you, have you found, like I was funny about food before playing as well. Have you found... You've learned the hard way, like you'll oh. eat something and just be like, oh man, I don't You've, feel... Yeah, literally. Or sometimes like, sometimes I've had Saturdays where I double up, so, because our school does sport on Saturdays. Yep. So sometimes I go school sport to f- footy oh, and well. um, like the changeover, like at the start of the year, I had a game eight, like half an hour away from here mm. and then I had to go to, all the way down to Cooley. Yep. And I just didn't eat lunch until, I didn't eat food until after the game. 
And, like, I was fine out on the field, but as soon as that game ended, I was grumbling. I you was, would have felt like shit uh, coming into that. It was horrible. At the end of the game, I was so exhausted and felt so sick just because I didn't get enough into me. But Yeah, that's juggling well, two sports. Like, I'm just starting to think back to me, like, playing carnivals and stuff like that. But juggling two sports... Is one indoor, one outdoor? Or they both uh, outdoor? It was, yeah, no, it was basketball, so that's indoor. And yeah. then went to footy outdoor. So you need to, like from a nutrition point of view, you need to work out what isn't going to upset you for the next thing. What's going to replenish what you've just burnt. Like you'd yeah. almost need to load the day before so you're not feeling like shit. Yeah, the day and off. we were on a tight like schedule because we had to go straight from, I think we were up maybe at um, West Mac, which is up Ipswich Way. Oh, yuck. And then all the way down to Cooley and we just didn't have time to stop because there was an accident. So there was yep. traffic and we were running late. So yep. had no time really. I just got on there and went, which was good in a way because I wasn't thinking too much about it. Yeah, exactly. I like, I uh, I noticed it like, this is going to sound, sound weird, but like bathroom breaks and things like that, things like that. You can get through a whole game yeah. and drink liters and liters of water and be fine. And then like as soon as the game finishes, you're like, Actually, I need to go to the toilet. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, next question. Who is a current AFLW player who you try and mirror your game around? Hmm. If there is anyone. Gosh. Um, I love Sophie Conway. Mm-hmm. She's a really good player. Uh, obviously, Lily Poss has just been – and Belle, they've just been drafted. I've trained with them a couple of times, played against them, obviously. Yeah. I really like them as players. Um, Sophie didn't get a play, but – I love the way she plays. She's mm. always hard at the footy yep. and just manages to find little gaps in the field. And obviously, Kate Lutkins is a machine out yep. there. People like Katie Brennan, I also like. Just like having the engine, just keep going, keep yeah, going. Cool. Is that something that you gravitate towards, like people having that engine? Yeah, that's what I try and do out on the field. Obviously, yep. I've played in heaps of different positions, but um, at a carnival... My coach put me in centre, but he didn't put me with a rotation and obviously that's a midfield role and I was gassed and all he said to me is, you go as long as you possibly can until you can't, then you manage your rotations. And so I'd be in there just pushing myself. I'm like, okay, just keep going. It's eight minute mark. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm smashed. I'm like, quick swap. And then I just only go three minutes, try and get my heart rate down, then go back in. So you just got to keep working on that, I suppose. Yeah, cool. I don't, I want to come back to that, but I want to find out how you manage like fatigue and things like that during the game. Um, Here's a question that kind of tails off that. What's an area that you can improve? Um, well, probably my sprints. Yep. Like that's obviously something that I'm not the quickest at. I generally can keep running for quite a long period of time. Mm -hmm. It's just when it comes to like short sprints after running for ages, I get gas. But obviously I do extra work for that Mm -hmm. in those sprint intervals and stuff. When you say sprints, do you mean the speed of the sprints you want to improve? Or like the volume as in like instead of 10... 20 meter sprints you're gonna do 15 20 meter sprints oh probably oh probably a bit of both but more so the speed of the sprint mm-hmm. um i can keep up with everyone but it would definitely be an asset if i could get faster for sure yeah um speaking of improving or weaknesses uh what food is your weakness oh potato chips for sure potato like stock standard bag potato chips yeah or even hot chips i just love them so much yeah so like i'm Turned into, I used to be a real sweet person. Yeah. I'd say chocolate any day, but turned into a real savory person and like anything crunchy. Yeah. I just love it. It's so good. Do you find, here's a question, like you may have not even thought about it. Do you find you gravitate towards that stuff if you're fatigued or you can be yeah. fresh as a daisy and you're like, yeah, I just want salt and vinegar chips or I just want. No, it's when I'm tired. Like, especially even the main problem is afternoon naps. If I, I try not to have an afternoon nap, but mm-hmm. I wake up from an afternoon nap. And I crave like that sort of food and I'm just like, just drink some water because I know I'm not hungry. Yeah, but body's just screaming for energy. Yeah. Um, flavor of chips? Oh, I really like the well, salt and vinegar or the Red Rock Deli. They also do the sweet chili ones. Really oh, yeah, good. cool. Yeah, yeah, sweet. If you had said like sour cream or something, get out. That's no. done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, number nine out of this first uh, run of questions. Uh, actually, no, number eight. What's the best thing about AFL footy to you? Um, probably cliche, but the friends that I have in there, yeah, obviously the community, because it's like a lot bigger team. There's so many different personalities in the mm. team that you get to meet, which I really like. And I play 
like club with a lot of people that I play rep with. Mm. So then I've all got that relationship there. And, you know, it's a bit, di- bit different to school friends because you actually have a lot more in common with them. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's like, everyone doesn't have to be there. Everyone's there because they want to be there. Yeah. And everyone's kind of working towards the same thing. And like, hey, let's use basketball as a reference. What you've got five on the court, maybe three, four subs, yeah. maybe depending if it's rep stuff or whatever. And then you go to AFL. It's like here's yeah twenty yeah for the four time, yeah. four times that three times that whatever yeah. Um, do you have a motto or like mantra that you try and reaffirm to yourself or tell yourself at all? Um, on the field, it would just be um, like keep going until you physically yep. can't. Like you yep. don't let your mental mentality stop you. Mm-hmm. But I live by one outside of footy. Kind of just find positive and out of a negative. Yeah, sweet. And I've kind of just it's probably come from mum but just growing up even in footy if I don't make a team if I don't Mm. you know get that ball if I don't mark the footy if Mm -hmm. I don't kick that goal yeah well at least I made that lead to get the footy exactly at least I've got a point not a good like nothing exactly you didn't give the ball away or or whatever the case may be and it's I say this to the clients that I train it's like you can't control things that have happened all you can control is how you deal with it and how you move forward yeah so if you want to sit and sulk about it, like missing selection like or you know missing goals or whatever, you're negatively affecting how you're dealing with the situation. Yeah. If you go, cool, right, here's what I've got to do to get better, then you turn it into a positive and use it as motivation to keep pushing forward. Yeah. Um, I think I know the answer to question 10 here. AFL team? Uh, Lions and Richmond. Yeah. If yeah. you had a gun to your head, if you had to choose one, who are you picking? Richmond. Yeah. <laughs> when you said Dusty from the start and seeing a couple of photos, I was like, oh, okay. You're the second Richmond person I've had on. I love them because I've got cousins in Melbourne mm. and we go down there all the time to visit them and they've been mad rich, Richmond supporters their whole life. Yep. And I, because growing up, we were, I was never really an AFL person. Mm. We were more rugby league because of dad. Yep. Um, so I was Broncos all the way through, but... Obviously not too good now. Nah. But then when we made the switch to footy, they were like, you have to go to ri- go for Richmond. Yep. And um, last year I was lucky enough to go to the grand final. Oh, what? Yeah. And they smashed. So that was exciting. How was that? How was the atmosphere down there? It was so loud. It was crazy. Yeah. Poor GWS though. I, I, like, I'm a West Coast fan. Yeah. Um, when GWS made the final, I was like, oh, I just want GWS to win. <laughs> I really don't think they're going to, but I just really like... The fact that Collingwood weren't in the final. Oh, like, that was a shock. I was happy. Yeah. Um, but they obviously played their final the week before to beat Collingwood to get in. Yeah. Um, what's going on with Richmond this year? Oh, don't even get me started. Probably the same as West Coast. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. They're just a bit dusty. I haven't been playing. Yeah. Okay. I thought they were going to towel up um, St Kilda. Yeah. And they... Did not they play? Even Hawthorne, normally that's an easier game for them. Mm. But I also don't mind Geelong, but that's probably because Kai goes for Geelong, so yeah, I okay. have to like them. Right. <laughs> One of the Geelong fans, hey? Yeah. Um, all right. So that's our first 10 questions out of the way. Nice and easy. Cruising. Um, now we're going to dig into things like I spoke about before we jumped on. Uh, how have we got to here? How you deal with here and how you move on from here. Yeah. Okay. Um, so... You said you've only started playing footy a couple of years ago. So how long have you been playing footy for? Uh, so this is my fourth year. Mm-hmm. Does, is that, just because I have absolutely no idea, for a female emerging player, is that not long at all to be playing footy? Um, it's probably average currently with a lot of girls, but then you have like all the older girls in the women's team mm. have been playing for like five, six. Then you've got people have been playing for 11 years so kind of just depends obviously a lot of them have played women's their whole four years Mm. whereas i've been through juniors so it's a bit different i suppose yeah um but yeah most people in quaffle now probably only have about five years under their belt or they're new to the team Mm -hmm. which is good but it's hard to compare because they've been playing at that level for a bit longer than me is it and i kind of want to go down this path a bit later do you find that you've kind of transitioned like you've gone from netball and you've transitioned into AFL because now women's AFL is act- is a thing. Like if we re- rewind five years ago, five years ago, six years ago, whatever, there wasn't an AFLW. Yeah. You know, like do you feel like 
now that that's kind of opened up, you go, yes, I do want to play footy. Yeah, definitely, probably. Um, obviously, I went to play footy the year before I started and there wasn't enough girls to actually field the team. Mm. This is when AFLW wasn't a thing. Yeah. Um, so I didn't play it that year. And then I came back the following year and we did have enough. And it still wasn't too big. It was probably my second year of playing that the AFLW actually came in. But obviously that was like, oh, I want to stick with this sport. I don't want to, you know, move on to another sport sort of thing. Yeah. Or go back to netball. Yeah. It's like if you think about it, guys have all these options to play that whatever sport they want to. And it was pretty much for females. You had netball. And then you had, you know, the Olympic style sports and you'd put hockey and soccer and things like that in that category. But it was like, if you're not doing, if your goal isn't to represent at the Olympics or play netball, it's like, what do you do as a female athlete? You know? Yeah. Um, what level are you currently playing? Um, so QAFLW. So it's the one below the AFLW in Queensland. Gotcha. So is it kind of, is it similar to like a NEFL? Yeah. Kind of thing? Yeah, it's the women equivalent. Yeah. So how far up does the, the quaffle go? As in, how far up Queensland does it go? Um, so ours is only like it's Brisbane to Gold Coast. So it goes all the way up to Maroochydore and then all the way down to Coolangatta. Yeah, so like southeast Queensland. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Is there a northern competition? Or? Yeah, there's like one up in Cairns I know of. Yeah. Um, which is just the exact same thing, but obviously all the surrounding suburbs and... Yeah everything around there like far north queensland region yeah. or something yeah and then when it comes to like states and stuff they all get we all get separated into that which will then go into queensland and yep. go into your actual for the comp yeah cool um pro, so you said you were playing netball prior to afl or prior, prior to footy um how many years were playing netball for oh probably eight nine yep i started playing when i was five maybe yeah okay were you kind? Were you pushing oh. representative stuff, or were you doing representative stuff for netball? Or? Yeah, I played um, rep as soon as I could get into it, and I played for PRNA, and I was in the ones for most of my time there. But I never made Met North, and then the year after I quit netball, I went to Met North trials, mm. and I made the team when I wasn't even playing club netball, which was a bit annoying. But that's how it always happens. Met North <laughs> is a little like it's I'm, very. It's who yeah, you know. Political. Yes. Like but. it's um it's it's almost too trained to thought. Like, do you go do you try and push as hard as you can through the school and through the Met North region? Yeah. Or do you push as hard as you can through club representative stuff? Yeah. Like it feels it's like there's two different avenues. Well it's because I have I was already in club, so I was like, Well, I really want to get in through school. Mm. You know, everyone's like Met North's a big thing when really it's not really anything no. anymore. You used to play it for the tracksuit and yeah. that, that was about it. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And it would always give me the shits and like you see the guys or girls who would make it and you're like, oh, I'm I'm better than that guy. Like Literally, how yeah. how what? It doesn't make yeah. I feel your pain. Um, are you goal orientated? As in like achieving, not kicking goals, achieving <laughs> goals? Uh, to a degree. Yeah. Do you, how far do you go? Do you set like, right, this year I'm going to do this? Not really goals like that. More so, more a bit broader. So okay. I'll say like to myself, oh, I really want to, you know, be able to, oh, it's more like per game. Yep. So dad will give me like a certain amount of things. He's like, "You, sh I want to see this from you today. Mm -hmm. And so then I'll try and do what he tells me. Yep. But in the bigger picture, I kind of just go with the flow. Yeah, like, cool. I just try my best. Obviously, I'm always aiming for as high as I can get. But yeah. it, if that doesn't work out, then... Yeah, of course. And it's probably hard. You are 17. Like, yeah. it's you, you don't have to worry about what renovations am I going to do to my house or how, how, like what car am I going to... You know, things yeah. like things like that yet um do you set yourself uh goals out like training goals oh yeah most trainings will it comes down to me like i try and hit a certain number of k's per training because yep. it's like you want to get yourself as match fitness mm -hmm. um and then i always try and hit my targets as per most people do but i get really frustrated when i don't hit my targets because i'm like that's just silly mistakes yeah um and then in like tackling and defending drills, I always try and tell myself, be a defender for a drill mm -hmm. because no one likes being a defender. But, yep. you know, just getting that out of the way is always something that I like to do. For sure. And like, let's, if, it, if we're talking about the glamorous things of the sport, 
Where's the glamorous bit in footy? It's having the ball in your hands and kicking goals. Yeah. Soccer's scoring goals. Basketball, it's like you want to be the shooter. Like when netball, you want to be the shooter as well. It's like everyone wants to do those that glamorous stuff. But if you're willing to put in, do the hard yards, yeah. you can work on, like you can be that person eventually, but do the hard yards first instead of focusing all your energy on being like the glamour. Yeah, exactly. The glamour roles. It's not, yeah, it's getting the ball to, the, to them is the hard part. Exactly. And people will see grit and determination over oh look at the silky hand pass you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. they will see someone going in going hard for the ball first before they see what happens after that yeah um end goal let's talk big picture what do you want to be doing career-wise um well obviously i'm in year 12 so i've had to think about that for a while but career-wise i would love to be a physio or medicine or something like that yeah but also get drafted of course um but yeah, I'm looking down that path more so helping people, helping others, mm-hmm. um, health really. There you go. Something you said there, helping others. Yeah. That's exactly why I became a PT. If you work out and you keep that in the back of your mind, hey, I want to help people, and you just work out what avenue you're going to go, you'll be fine. Yeah. It's when people go, and I'll just relate it to me. It's when people go, okay, I'm in this to make money. It's like, well, you're not going to be successful. Yeah, exactly. If you are if you are genuine in the, the approach that you take and keep that in the back of your mind, it's like, hey, I, I started this because I want to help people, be it physio or massage or whatever, you'll be fine. Yeah. And the fact that you had this, uh, I don't want to say uh, road ahead of you, like through footy, but through connections and things like that, life can become easier. Yeah, and you for can, sure. You can still, like I've spoken to a massage guy and he was a footy player and he's like, I just couldn't play anymore. So he became massage to still be involved in the footy in the side footy, of things. Yeah. Um, realistically, what, I don't say what time frame are we, are we putting on your career, but how, like how many years does the average AFLW player play? Um, it, also depends on like other things like kids and stuff. Of course. But probably maybe up to probably up to 10 years. Mm-hmm. I'd say that they'd stop after like 32. Yeah. Um, that's probably a max. There might be some others, but generally not that long compared to men's because at around 28, they probably want to retire yeah. to settle with their family and stuff. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> uh We'll move on from that. We'll come back to it. Yeah. Uh, we kind of touched on pathways with Met North and school. Yeah. Uh, and club. Does each club have a different like pathway kind of mapped out for you? Or does it matter what, cl- what club you play for? Is it easier to get somewhere from one club or one, you know, whatever? Um. Well, each club obviously has in mind that kids want to get drafted. Mm. So they're going to push as many pathways as possible and having juniors and seniors works well because then there's a pathway to transition smoothly. Mm. Um, but some, like certain clubs, like I know Coops has a number of AFLW players and that helps the younger players stand out a lot more because yep. they've got people who are better than them surrounding them. Yep. And, you know, just having that by there and like even just as leaders, they voice, they can kind of tell you what you can and can't do. Yep. So that's always like a good thing in your team. But other than that, each club has individual things in which they do outside. Like I know Aspley offers, um, they give you a free Coops membership Mm -hmm. to certain people if you apply for it and you are successful. So that's always good because you can work on that in your own time. Yeah. Um, Grange obviously has a couple AFLW players, which is good to have around them, just even for the voice, even if they don't end up playing. Mm. Um, just to get everyone's leadership involved and um, they do three training sessions at the moment for and during pre-season, yep. which is good to get extra um, Ks and legs and stuff. But yeah. They're all pretty similar. Yeah. Do you have like, obviously, let's keep in mind once again, you're 17. Yeah. Have you had clubs give you the sales pitch and be like, here's what we can do for you? Or are you kind of just feeling it out as you go and you're like, all right, I'm playing here. Oh, like, let's take Aspley. I'm at Aspley here like i'm just sticking here because this is what i know and then someone goes hey what about this and then you look at this like yeah does aspley come to you and say here's our here's our plan for you here's what we're going to do for you or do you just go okay i'll just play at aspley 
Like how does, um, how does that work? Is there is that even a thing? Not so much. Obviously, the, it's up to the coaches, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and how they work as coaches. I know at Aspley, they'd break it down into like our strengths and weaknesses, what we could work on, mm. how we could get better as footballers and everything that we can do, which is really good um, to look at it like on paper for a developmental for sure. perspective. Um, at Grange, obviously, they've... I've had a bit of a sales pitch before, but yeah. more so just like come down, have have a try, you know, mm. sort of thing. And most clubs are like that because they're willing to take people in. They want to see what you got, mm. see what you're capable of. But it's just up to how you want to take their feedback and what the coaches say to you, really. And it's all about you. Like, okay, I asked you before, what's the what's the best part about footy to you? And you said the relationships. And it's about where you feel comfortable. Like if you feel comfortable and you're in a groove somewhere, you're going to perform better yeah. and you're going to look forward to going to training and you're going to look forward to going to, I don't know, match, uh, team meetings and shit. Yeah. If you're not having the greatest time, like wherever that is, you, you're not going to be as inclined. So yeah. it's got to be where you feel comfortable. Do you gel with the coach? Do you gel with the team? Are you, what position are you getting played at? Like things like that. Yeah. Are you still at the speaking of positions? Are you still at the age where they're kind of trialing you in different places, or like? Um, well, in women's, yes, definitely. Yep. I've played in multiple different positions. Obviously, just to get a run around the ball, they want to see me where I go. Um, but when I play my age level, so we have a carnival in September every year mm-hmm. called um, it's like Brisbane North. So all of them in the state will come down. We play at, at Maroochydore. Yep. And in that, I Every year I've always played through the midfield and then through the, f- like with the forward rotation. Yep. Um, but when it comes to quaffle, obviously it's a much harder and different because yeah. there's so many more bigger bodies, stronger people, faster, people, everything like people that. People have been playing three, four more years yeah, than you have at that level. Yeah, they've got more footy brains and everything. So we have to, I just get chucked around and I'm just trying my hardest and everything. Obviously I have preferred positions, but... Mm. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm not playing. I'm just still going to give it my best. For sure. Yeah. And, well, you do those gritty things that no one wants to do and people go, okay, there's something. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you're lining up because you want to be a full forward yeah, and that's the only position you want to play, they're going to go, well, we've already got... A full forward, yeah. yeah. We've got 20 other people who want to kick goals all game as well, you know. Yeah. Um, you're in the Lions Academy. Yes. Okay, so explain to me what the Lions Academy is. Um, so from the Brumbies Carnival, the Brisbane mm-hmm. North Carnival, they, that's where you get talent ID'd. Yep. And so basically if you're, if they reckon that you're a good enough player, you've got something, um, you're kind of that step above everyone else there. Mm-hmm. You'll go into either the Brisbane Lions Academy or the Gold Coast Suns Academy mm-hmm. and that will get cut. So it'll start about 40 people and then it'll get cut down, cut down to about 25-ish, I think. Mm-hmm. And... Basically, you just train at Cooper Monday, Wednesday, and um, if you're in the high performance, you'll go to the Gabba on Saturdays for gym and extra running sessions and yep. stuff. Um, and we just train their extra skills. It's good because you're around people like your own age. Yeah. And from there, it's really your pathway to get drafted. Yeah, gotcha. So if you don't, like, you can get rookied still, um, but generally you're a bit older and you've come from a different sport. Mm. But that's the main pathway to get drafted and that's where because like Craig Stasevich will come down and watch our trainings every now and then mm-hmm. we might have some AFLW players come down um so yeah you just gotta is it the so they've essentially created this hub where they can fine-tune and really excel people that they earmark as yeah talent yeah pretty much and as that team will verse Gold Coast Suns a few times yeah cool uh, maybe like three or four times and then this year we actually organized to go down to Melbourne and verse one of the teams down there, but mm-hmm. it got cancelled because of Corona. But yeah, you just get pretty good experience, and then also from Lions Academy, that's your pathway into the under eighteen state team. Yep, which links with getting drafted as well. Yeah. Um, and last year I was a train on with the under eighteens with a couple other girls. So as a sixteen year old or fifteen year old? Yeah, was yeah I was fifteen. At yeah, the that's time. cool. Yeah. Was um, it, is it a, like is it a nice little? pat on the back getting picked and all that kind of stuff or do you see it as like all right sweet time to go to work like how do you take it i well when i first heard i was super excited because sure. i was like oh my gosh because that was like lily post like that yeah. whole age group who like a fair few of them have been drafted mm. 
and I was just like wow you know it's kind of paid off a little bit but every training I got there I was like I need to give it 100% because these coaches I need to show them Mm -hmm. that maybe next year I'll be capable of actually you know playing the games and stuff instead of just training with them yeah um which is supposed to be this year but I don't think that the national championships will go through this year or they might but probably unlikely has the whole coronavirus thing thrown a spanner in the works for your development or your career or is it just push things back by six months pretty much just push things back because i'm that year younger so i still got next year of course which is good for me and i feel bad for the people who are a year older mm. but also a bit frustrating because my goal like one of my goals for this year was to make the under 18s as a 17 year old so yep. as a bottom major mm-hmm. because obviously with the training on last year i was like i might have a shot here yeah um and i just thought that that would have been super cool you know especially it, like what goes through my head is oh I grew up not making anything if I'm able to make something as a bottom major that's pretty impressive for and sure like, yeah yeah it's like oh I've you know everything's paying off sort of thing and it's just a bit of a yay sort of nice moment pump up, yeah. yeah that's cool yeah. how did like okay how do you juggle Lions Academy footy training school sport and school uh, I feel bad for my parents. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, there's a lot on. With Lions Academy and footy, they tend to clash a lot. Yep. So they're both Monday, Wednesday. So I either do one or the other. When Lions Academy's on, they generally tell us to go to that instead of club mm-hmm. or we'll do one, one. Yep. And it just depends, which works for us because that means that our load isn't as big. Mm-hmm. Um Saturday, like school sport training and Saturday sport, that's always on Tuesday, Thursday. So then again, it kind of works in because I don't have sport then. Um, and I'll play sport early and it should be done by midday. And most of our games are at 4, yeah, 4.45. Right. So I have enough time to, you know, rejuvenate, eat up, get rested and stuff and then go to that, which is obviously probably not the best thing, but it's like one more year of it it's yeah. i don't know i've been able to manage it and it hasn't really been affecting me because i'm young and everything but as you get i'll tell you this right now for free as you get older you will realize like once you start driving and like you're doing all the travel to games and you're like holy christ my parents drive yeah. me everywhere Literally. like i think about that for when i was playing doing treks all around the countryside it's like oh jesus like they literally sacrificed their whole weekend yeah for sure and even worse is that I do CrossFit every morning. Okay, yeah, where at? Uh, just at Brendale. Yeah. And I start at 6 a.m. So we have to, mum and dad have to get up super early. We have to leave home by <laughs> quarter quarter to six to get there just on six. Yep. And they don't love it, but well, they're willing to do it. So I'm when, very grateful. <laughs> when you're big and famous, you can turn around and be like, that's why. <laughs> my work ethic and my parents waking up early to yeah, get me going. Exactly. Um, all right. We're going to try and dig a little deeper. Yeah. Snapshot. This very second, as a 17-year-old, are you at the best of your ability as a 17-year-old right now or do you think that you have room to improve as a 17-year-old? Uh, I definitely think I've got room to improve. Yep. Um, I'm doing pretty well. Like my – everything that I do is pretty professional. Mm-hmm. I try and go about life pretty professionally. Um, but even just in footy – I know that for sure I can try that a little bit harder. I can train that a little bit, you know, put in those extra efforts. Mm. Um, there's always room for improvement. I That's why I personally believe. Yep. I do think that I'm traveling pretty well right now. Yeah, cool. Especially when it comes to footy, like at training, I walk off the track, I'm like, that was a good training, like yep. I'm doing well. But no matter what, I can definitely improve myself, whether that's my mentality, whether that's mm-hmm. my food, whether that's my running or something yeah. like that. Like there's always those little things that are never perfect. You like, you can apply this to everything. And I, I apply this to myself. It's like, as soon as you become content and go, I'm happy where I am. That's when things will start falling off. Yeah. Like you got to stay hungry. Yeah. That, that's one thing I've found business, sport, whatever. If you're not hungry, you're not going to be taking those steps forward. Yeah. I think that comes in my competitive nature as yeah, well cool. though. Cause I like in the littlest things, me and Kai will play muck around tennis or basketball or something. Mm. I rolled my ankle because we were going so hard. I was (laughs) was out for two weeks because of that. But like I lost a game and it was like on the last point, I was up 6-1 or 5-1 or something. And 
yeah, it was 5-1, and he came back up to 5-5, and I just were hitting the balls. I was <laughs> like, I'm not playing to the last point. Like yeah, I, yeah. But obviously, played it out, but it's just like my competitive nature comes through, so I'm always going, I want to do that one step more. I want to, you know, outdo this. Even if it's not to beat others, it's physically mm-hmm. me. It's like, I want to prove myself wrong. There you go. But, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, as Once again, I keep harping back to it. As a 17-year-old, that's a very good mindset to have. Yeah. Um, let's say we don't get drafted Okay, let's say, you know, we go through next year, you make under-18s. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. Yep. Then you go into the draft and you, it's not successful. What What's the next step for you then? Um, I'll just obviously be upset. but Yeah, of course. You know, there's people who are 19, 20, 21, 22. Yeah. Like Zorko didn't get drafted till he's 23. Mm. It's not just going to be be all end all really. One I know and done. that with the Lions Academy they bring back about four or five under-19s yep. who have another shot to get drafted who are your stronger players. So I'd aim to be one of those people, um, be a leader in the team, be a strong player, mm. You know, just keep working on the little things. Because I know as I go pie, I could ask Stasevich, what what would make me a better football? Like, what can I work on? Yeah. And he'd be able to say, this, this, this. Like, it wasn't your year, but, you know, yeah. you're, we're definitely looking at you or something like that. And I'd... I just spend all my time working on that really. That hunger. Yeah, just keep going with club as well and everything. That's cool. Like, so you get, can you re-enter, uh, just because I don't know, you re-enter yourself in the draft? Is that a thing? Yeah, like, you yeah. can just keep going really. Yeah, gotcha. But, um, you know, if you're at 24 and you're not really doing anything and you enter, of course, they're not going to look at you. Exactly. But. It's an yeah, extremely long shot. Yeah. Um, all right, tough one. Black and white, is there a make or break time for your career? You personally? Yes. Yep. There would be and it's definitely your 18th year. Mm -hmm. That's your real make or break next year. Obviously, this year it's leading up to it. So I want to perform through Quaffle and everything. I want to be able to have some solo games and walk off the field and not be like, oh, I didn't really do anything. Mm. I want to get some touches, some tackles, some goals under my belt leading up to it. You know, because I know that a lot of the selectors are coming down to watch Quaffle mm. um, because there's obviously not going to be a national championships or anything like that to select people or get your eye on. So if I perform there, they'll be able to see me and they're like, oh, she's actually underage or next year's her year. So hopefully I'll get looked into that. And next year I've really just got to perform as far as I can and as well as I can to just make sure I've got myself where I can Put yourself in the best position. Yeah. Um, you obviously have to be very driven to play elite level footy. What keeps you motivated? Um, personal achievements probably. Yep. I get like a sense of like happiness, I suppose. Mm. I just get like a sense of relief in a way when I know that I've done something well. And I'm a very sports driven person. Like mm. I do... I'm still like good at school, good at all that outside. But when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, what exercise can I do today to improve myself? What yeah, What cool. am I going to do? Like I've just been, and especially team sports, but all the way through, I've just played sports since I was probably like three. Mm. And no matter what, I just will keep, that's my mindset is just keep going. And, you know, I've got people around me. So if I'm not doing the best, I know they'll pump up my tires. They'll make me feel better. Yeah. It, like you said something before where it's like you wanted to be successful because of those times that you didn't like. Yeah. You didn't get, do you carry that little bit of a chip on your shoulder and go, I'm going to show you guys? Yeah. And it's directed at my brothers. Yeah, 100%. cool. 100%. That's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Because growing up, um, especially my 19-year-old brother, Mac, mm. he would say, because we're quite close in age, he'd be like, cheer come out let's you know play some soccer let's play some basketball i'm saying i'm like yeah i'll play as long as you don't score because yeah. i didn't want to lose yeah and it was like that competitiveness but no matter what he would destroy me yeah but i'd every now and then he'd be like wow that was really good and i'd be like yeah i know and then the other day i versed him in basketball and i won yeah and it was just like oh my god i was so excited yeah i ran into mum and dad i was like you would not believe this because he was just missing all of his yeah, shots yeah and i was just getting them all in and it was just so good and I, I don't know, he's obviously very supportive and when he comes to my footy games, I sort of hate it but I love it Yeah. because no matter what, as soon as I walk off the field, it won't be, oh, you had a really good game. 
he'll just say what I did wrong and what I can improve on. Yeah. And then he'll say, but you had a good game at the end of it. Yeah. And it's like, wow, like, ugh. But at the end of the day, I know that he's trying to make me better as a player. And you want someone who shoots you straight. Yeah. Like, there are people who will tell you how you went with rose-colored glasses on. But yeah. if someone can shoot you straight, coaching staff, players, family members, whatever, you will improve from that. Because you you will carry that little chip and be like, fuck you, I'll show you. Yeah. Like, Watch me do this, you know. Yeah. Like, have you watched The Last Dance? Yeah. Yeah. MJ playing his brothers, and he would just get better and better because he was sick of losing. Yeah. And hate it and hate it and hate it, and then he'd start winning and start winning. So yeah, there's nothing wrong with sibling rivalry. Yeah, there's it's very big at our house, but yeah, <laughs> with a house full of sports stars. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, let's look at mindset. Do you overthink situations? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. In what sense? Give me an um, example. Oh, even outside of school, outside of footy, I probably sh- think about it too much and get stressed yep. more so to the point where I get worried about um, if I'm hurting other people, if I'm doing the wrong thing to them. Mm-hmm. Like I always will put myself into this spot where I'll say I did something wrong. Mm-hmm. I'll take the blame for it. And I'll, you know, take the consequences if my, like, mates around me will be pushed up higher because yep. I know I get really, uh, a real guilt feeling. Yep, okay. So even, in, like, simply in class, if the teacher asks us a question that we should know and no one answers, yeah. I'll just yell something out which might be completely wrong just to, you know, fill that void of silence and stuff because I yep. just start feeling guilty. It's just like, which is just stupid, but I do it all the time, even in footy and... Okay. Life. Does it affect like does it affect what happens on the field for you then? To a degree, but um, if I live by if I work by my mottos and stuff, what I said before, mm. I just have to move on and move past it. And when I'm on the footy field, it's a bit different as well because I don't really think through situations as much. I kind of just do instinct. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what's good about me with sports. Kind of my relief from all of life and like everything because mm. you know I can just do it and it's just it's come naturally, obviously through a sporting family and everything. But, mm. um, you know, everything's just like, oh, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I just don't really have time to go, oh, I could have done this better. Oh, no, I'm letting the team down, like yeah. that sort of thing. Uh, and that's if you're stopping to think about that mid-game or whatever, <laughs> your eyes obviously not on the prize yeah, of exactly. what's going on. Uh, do you feel pressure? Yes and no. Um, I feel pressure when it's like tough games and you've got people around me and I get nervous, mm-hmm. I definitely get butterflies and stuff between like big games and yep. stuff. But the thing is, is that those nerves make me play better. Yeah, okay. It's like some people, it ruins them. But dad's always said to me that the more nervous I get, the better I'll play. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when I was playing Met North for um, school sport, I was so nervous to verse all the other teams because I didn't know anyone from anywhere else. It was like... How can you prepare? Yeah. yeah. And... um. So I went out on the field. My first game wasn't too good. Then my next couple games were like the best footy I've played. Mm. It was because I was just like, I was, and then I was really like nervous because dad walked off the field. He goes, that wasn't one of your like your best games. What's going on? Are you mm. not feeling well sort of thing? And then I was like, oh, no, I feel like, you know, there's I've weight on my, yeah. yeah. And then I just, you know, went out there. And I was like, you know what? Who cares? Like I'll just play footy sort of thing. Exactly. Worry about the leather ball. Don't worry about anything yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of pressure, okay. You are a a young female who is pushing to be an elite athlete in the day and age of social media. Yeah. Do you feel the pressure to look a certain way? Do you feel the pressure to, okay, you've got to train twice a day? Do you feel the pressure to, you've got to eat a certain way? Do you, do you give into any of that or can you block that noise out? Um, I block it out most of the time, but you know, in your Instagram feed, you'll see this pop up, that pop out like Mm -hmm. at school. Or the girls like, oh my gosh, I look fat, and they're like a size eight or something. I'm like, like that's it. Really frustrates me. I'm like, I have some mates that just won't or skip meals and stuff. I'm like, you do realize if you're trying to get better, you just need to eat healthier food and eat the same, or if not more. Exactly. And it just frustrates me, but I generally don't do it. Sometimes, like if I'm having a bad day, I'll give in to that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's like, oh, I just, but I just say donuts, so I have to do a workout or sort of thing. But. When it comes to now and I'm like, have a lot on, mm. I just go, nah, okay. I need to eat healthy breakfast, healthy lunch, healthy dinner. You know, if I have a chocolate bar once 
a week, it's not going to do anything. Like, sh- well, you got to think too, and this becomes with, and this comes with a, I don't want to say mature mindset, and it, it has nothing to do with age. Yeah, it's just how you process things. So let's say you have that chocolate bar, you got to think to yourself, right? Did I eat my daily allowance of calories? Number one. Number two, is eating this chocolate bar like how many calories are in it? Yeah. Let's say 140 to 200, okay? Is that going to push me into anything crazy? Can I burn that off? Yes. Was it the best choice? No. Is it going to kill me? No. Yeah. If you're having a chocolate bar every hour on the hour, oh then you need to reassess some shit. But it's very easy to say that and I deal with a similar thing like, oh, geez, um, had a shit meal for lunch today. All right, I've got to work out this afternoon. Work it off. Yeah. So it that feeling stays around for everyone, re- regardless of age, sex, sport, whatever. But it's how you process it and how you deal with it. Yeah. You know, you you got to work out things like, oh, how many calories in? How many calories out? Okay, the workout that you do. Let's say you do weights and you burn a hundred calories. It's like, yeah, cool. Whoop de do. You know mm. what I mean? You can take the dogs for a walk and burn three hundred calories. Yeah. Like it doesn't. It's putting it all in perspective, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, I have clients who deal with the same thing in their mid to late 20s, early 30s. So they're not even playing sports. They're, yeah. they're like, oh, look at this. How come they're doing this? And it's like, stay in your lane. Yeah. Like you're trying to improve yourself. Fuck everyone else. Yeah, and know? I've kind of realized that like obviously social media, it's good to see like people's journeys and stuff, but mm. you've got to find something that works for you because they mm. all say like, oh, I do this, I do that. And it's like... I feel like no matter, like sometimes I've tried some things, but I'm like, no matter like what I'm going to try, it's pointless. Like if I, if I want to get somewhere, if I want to get like, look a different way, you know, be different. Like if I just do it on my own steps, I'll be able to get there. Exactly. And this is one of my pet hates. And if you've, people have heard a couple of my podcasts, I talk about these little things. No one is the same. Yeah. No one is the same. Like, let's say you're eating 1600 calories and you're training seven times a week and you feel good, number one, and you look at yourself and go, I look good. Sweet, that works for you. We haven't even looked at what kind of food you're eating, but if that works for you, you do it. Yeah. If someone has to be on light and easy and it works for them, they do it. Who cares? Like that's what people lose sight of and you're judged off this one-minute video that goes on your Instagram feed. Yeah, exactly. So it's stay in your lane is probably my biggest piece of advice yeah. when it comes to that stuff. Easier said than done. I, I completely understand that. Yes, especially like all the girls around my age going like going on about it and stuff. And then what also annoys me is like, oh, I did a workout. And it's like if I told you every time that I did a workout, mm. like you wouldn't be able to keep up. And yeah, what did you do in your workout? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, it, yeah, we can go down a whole rabbit yeah. hole of that like. Oh, don't even get me started. Anyway, <laughs> um, all right. Being a, uh, once again, young woman, young athlete, do you feel like women's sport has enough emphasis on it? Or like we touched on earlier, do you think there um, should be more pathways in different sports for females? Um, definitely in different sports. Yep. Like there's a lot of sports now that getting coverage, getting paid well. Like I know the cricket's just been paid equivalent nearly to the males yeah. which is amazing soccer's always been up there mm. afl's just signed with anz for a couple of years so yeah they're going to get money they're going to obviously be similar to them but netball which has been a sport of for you know girls stereotypically for many many years yeah still doesn't get like the coverage or the money or anything compared to what AFLW is. And yet that's only, what, four or five years. I was just about to say that. Like, you you don't see that the Super League on this big pedestal when it's like the, the quote-unquote pillar of female sport. Now we have yeah. all this these awesome female leagues, but that was like, oh, netball, you know, we kind of yeah. spoke about it earlier. It's like they only really televised like the major games or something like that. And it just doesn't get as much interest, which annoys me because, you know, that's like one of the big sports that I know majority of my mates like played or played growing up. Mm. Um, one of my mates from school, she's a basketballer. She's going to college. and That's cool. Yeah, she's insane at it. She's gotten so many offers from mm. in America and stuff and she's like telling me all about it. And um, she was just like, yeah, except I'll play and I'll get paid nothing. Yeah. And like apparently basketball's like, you know, really down the bottom for women. But then you've got the men like, 
Curry is on. They're, they're, they're shitting money. Yeah. Like it is ridiculous. It's just crazy. I think it was, oh, I think this is a horrible story just because I can't remember the details. Yeah. But there was like one of the, one of the top NBA males was getting paid the equivalent of, it was either a whole team salary or the whole league salary. Like it was something ridiculous like that. It would be the league probably. Yeah, it, would, it was wild. It's like, okay, same vein for you. Let's say we, we are fully drafted. We're playing AFLW. Have you obviously thought about the fact that you may need to be working a career as well as playing? Yeah, and, you know, talking with mum and dad about it, they always say, no matter what, you should, even if I got drafted and I did get paid enough money, they want me to have a backup option because if I get an injury and I can no longer play, then, you know, I'm not just going to sit around and do nothing for the rest of my life. Yeah, you don't want to be one of those people that goes, oh, shit, what am I going to do now? Yeah, so I'm definitely going to still get a degree. Not sure what that'll be yet, obviously. Mm. But um, I'm going to get a degree, go to uni and do that, whether it's full-time, part-time with footy. I'll have to work out next year. Yeah. Um, But it's probably likely that I'll need that because it'll be a good couple of years until, you know, women's sport will be up there enough to live off sort of thing. For sure. And, well, the trajectory that it's going, sky's the limit. Yeah. Um, You can't be the greatest athlete or a great athlete or a good athlete if you're not healthy between the ears. So who would you turn to if you're struggling? Um, mum probably. Yeah. I tell mum a lot, talk to her about everything. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, she kind of helps me out. But I also have some probably three teachers at school that I tell quite a lot. Like one of them got me into CrossFit. Yeah, cool. I've only been doing it for a good couple of weeks now. I love it. And Mm. I see her there and we always have a chat. Um, one of them still teaches at my school and she, I play footy with her yep. and then the other one left my school, but I play footy with her as well. And, you know, I kind of just tell them everything, go to them about stuff and, you know, they give me a perspective on how they think and then I can kind of find the middle of where I feel like, okay and stuff. So you can, you feel comfortable leaning on others for support? And yeah, think, definitely. That, cool. Sweet. Um, that's definitely like a support network. Yeah. Forget playing footy, forget work or whatever. If you like, if you take a second and think about your support network and how you use that support network, that'll help your mental health. I yeah. guess, you know what I mean? Um, it, with the coach, let's just look for coach for a sec. What inspires you more, like inspires you more as a player getting like a, a massive rev up or him pulling her, pulling you aside and being like heart to heart talk. Um, Oh, Running onto the field, probably a rev up because yeah, cool. it's like, you know, I want to get pumped, got to get going, yep. you know, that sort of thing. After a game, a heart to heart, like, yeah. yeah, break it down to me, you know, bring it all out. And, you know, I can talk to you on a personal level sort of thing. But going into a game, probably not, you know, that kind of talk because it's just like, yeah, I you, don't know. Yeah, you, you need that kick up the ass before yeah. you start. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd rather him be like, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, like, you know, don't do this, don't do like that sort of thing, having a go sort of thing in a coach way, yeah. which isn't rude, obviously. No. And then at the end of the game, he can break it all down to me sort of thing. Uh, what's next for your footy career? What's going to take your footy to the next level? Oh. Oi, bang. Oh. I don't know. I think that I need to stay on top of my fitness yep. 100%, obviously, Keep going at that. I do it every day. So it's not mm. a problem. It's not no no motivation or anything. I just reckon if I just maintain that and my food, obviously I've, I do my food my own way, like yeah. certain ways. Everyone has their own thing. Um, if I stick to that, because I know mum and dad will go on and off keto, all this stuff. And I just say, no, like this is what I do. And I'll kind of tell them every night oh, what I want for dinner, what I want for this. Yeah. But also just like sleep. A big thing for me is getting my sleep in. Because, like, obviously with school, study, mates, parties, all that stuff, I hardly have time to fit in parties or anything. And then in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, but I've got to wake up at six tomorrow because I've got CrossFit sort of thing. The sacrifices you make, my friend. Yeah. And so, I don't know, just continuing all that stuff and don't let things get to me. Like, I'm not going to schoolies this year because I just thought it's probably not my thing. would probably be a waste of time. Coronavirus. Yeah, (laughs) that too. Um, But just, like, all the little things and... 
I think the good thing is that I'm willing to do that. Mm. Like it doesn't really affect me as a person. Everyone will put on their Snapchat, like all this stuff about, oh, what a good night. They're all drunk and everything or doing all that crap. And I'm just like, I'm in bed. Like I'm, yeah. I'm fine. I'm watching Vampire Diaries. Like, <laughs> Mate, you'll be the one rolling around in AFLW and they'll be the one sitting on the lounge hungover watching you play. Yeah. So I would not worry about any of that. But you know? yeah, just like, I don't know, maintaining that balance as well between footy and just rest because I know I probably train overtrain. That's probably one of my weaknesses is that I'm always like I can get better. So even at, at like 8.30 at night, I'll walk out and I'll be like, mum, count my double unders. And I'll just start skipping yep. and skipping. And it's like, Luch, just stop. Like, yeah, chill you out. know, it's have, okay. Have a stretch. Have a roll. Like, yeah. Do, like, do something like that. It's yeah, not going to flog you. Yeah. So, I don't know. Just make sure that I don't cause any injuries, don't overtrain sort mm. of thing. But uh, As we round out, I have two final stops for you. Um, this, this answer will probably change over time. But what is a piece of advice you will, you wish you'd been told? And that can be for anything. It could be football. That can be school. It could be life. Um, well, to add on to what I was saying before, obviously, recovery is super important. Mm-hmm. We have like all we have been told a lot through academy, through everything about the food, like our mindsets, everything that we've been got. But no matter what, it I feel like there's just something which people don't take in. It's like don't you don't recover, and nah. it's like you know I can just keep going. I've got an engine, but. To actually get stronger, to get fitter, you actually need your body to take it all in, recover, have that day without rest. Yeah. And also just like um, when it comes to food, like also it doesn't matter. Like you don't need that chocolate bar. What's the point on eating it? Or have that chocolate bar. You can eat it sort of thing. Like sometimes I'll have one piece of food, which probably isn't that bad, like isn't that good for you. But then it's just like, oh, well, I've had one, so I can have a couple now or something like that. And it's like just like, you know, Take a step back and just think, will this help you with the footy sort of thing? Life choices. Yeah. Like food guilt is something I see with day-to-day clients no matter what the age. Yeah. Like I get it as well. It's like, oh, I'll just have this, whatever. And then you have it. You're like, I really didn't need that. Yeah. Or you'll have two more of whatever it is. And then you go, I really didn't need that. Yeah. Uh, last stop. What's the greatest piece of advice you've been given? Um, the greatest piece of advice I've been given? Probably... No matter the outcome, just keep pushing through life. Yeah. Whether that's sport or anything, because I've had a couple hard times like through the year and mm-hmm. stuff with like my grandma passed away last year. Mm-hmm. Then I had a major surgery. Yep. Like three days after that. Yep. Um, and it was just crazy. Like I was just not in the right headspace and all this stuff. But um, you know, I just kept pushing through, going about it as I would mm-hmm. having that peop- support around me and like have always have people there for you like Kai's obviously been a big part of mm-hmm. me like through all of that as well and schoolmates and stuff but yep. just always have that someone because I always thought that I was Mr. Tough like oh no I don't cry all this stuff but yeah. you know it's always good to let stuff out Yeah, and even when it gets tough in school school sport footy anything just always have that outlet have something different to do doesn't always have to revolve around school like even go out and play a new sport i've been doing golf a couple of times oh recently. jesus look out I've, um, I would, I've played golf twice in my life and that's me done <laughs> and i do play a lot of tennis just let something but just do something different because obviously everything mm. becomes so repetitive and hard and difficult times will happen no matter what but just to you know have something to go to well we see it in elite Athletes, elite AFL guys, if you're not healthy between the ears, you can be, you can have as many abs as you want yeah. because it means nothing. So I said it before, you can't control what's happened. You can only control what's in front of you. Yeah. Uh, that's the end of the podcast, mate. Perfect. We did it. Yes. It wasn't that bad. We no. flew through it. Yeah. Um, I wish you all the luck. Thank you very much. I will be at one of the games coming up, that's for sure. Um, next time people hear your name, it'll be... As Bruce McAvaney's calling you out to the <laughs> AFLW, eh? Hopefully. All right, beautiful. Luch, it's been fun. Thank you. No worries. So there we have it. Another episode of the Back Yourself podcast in the books. Reason I had uh, Lucia on, or one of the reasons for sure, is because I remember back when I was playing representative sport and the facilities that we had or the guidance that we were given um, wasn't really 
anything at all and just how much sport has evolved and athletes are beginning younger it was very interesting to hear the preparation that goes into just stock standard game days and training the training load and nutritional stuff as well so i appreciate um lucia coming on and sharing those stories and of course here at back yourself fitness we wish her all the best and we will keep following her uh following her footy journey for sure um to see when she makes it big we can go cool i remember when she was on the back yourself podcast back in 2020 um next episode we will have the male version of today so i wanted to get a male and female perspective of a young athlete um It'll be another footy player. It'll be out in a couple of weeks. Uh, But until then, if you're having a crack, no matter what your age or your ability, just remember to back yourself. 